I'm not surprised. <laughs> I keep saying, man, I don't throw in hope. I aim and fire. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the Welcome back to another edition of The Casuals. I'm your co-host, Aiden Corey, joined alongside anonymous Tony Ferguson fan. Coming off a uh, UFC 258. Um, to be honest, rough card. Some exciting fights, though. Um, but overall, rough card. Other than the, the really that main event, which was kind of the draw, and even that, as I said, wasn't expecting much. But me personally, I'm happy. My prediction wasn't too out there, but... Usman just with, by domination. Other than that early, that rough start early in the first minute, Kamara Usman absolutely dominated Gilbert Burns. That jab is ridiculous. Didn't even use the ground game at all. Um, just slowly but surely just uh, tore Gilbert down. Uh, TKO. Yeah, anonymous Tony Ferguson fan. I want, I want your thoughts on that. Uh, on that. Let's talk about that main event because I know you had some uh, pretty aggressive thoughts on Twitter in the aftermath. Some uh, some hot takes from you. Have you cooled off on those? I mean, I honestly haven't cooled off. I, I said I said Usman is a pound for pound number one fighter in the world. That is a, a hilarious. I don't. I mean, I don't consider Khabib part of the UFC anymore. Jones has fought hasn't fought in a year now since February, and didn't look incredible in his last fight. Out of Sonya, the argument's there, but I mean, I just think Usman is is ridiculous. It doesn't matter who he's fighting. Oh, yeah. If you're like Masvidal and you're you're a stand up guy, he's gonna take you to the ground. He's gonna dominate you on the ground. If you're like Burns, we have this jujitsu. He's just gonna jab you to sleep. It was unbelievable. His jab is putting a guy like Gilbert Burns on his on his ass. I I I'm still not over that. I mean, I, I turned around. I was talking with my my my, my roommates. And it's also just kind of this idea of Usman is one of the best wrestlers in, in the whole promotion right now. And we've seen him just dominant ground games where boring or not, he just controls the other guy for the entirety of the five rounds, taking him down at will. And he didn't even need to do that. And um, we'll talk, if you want to break down the actual fight, I mean, from really end of round on, round one on, it was all Usman, but early on, dude, Gilbert stunned Usman. I was like, I like, I visibly like shot back in my chair. He hit him with a couple of heavy shots. I don't know if you saw his interview today. Gilbert said in the interview, he said once he had Usman hurt, his entire like game plan went out the window. Like he stopped like following his strategy and he just kept on trying to go for the kill. And that that makes sense. Um, I mean, that's a little, I don't know if I believe him because. He had him hurt, and then he just lied on his back for yeah, that was... almost for about 90 seconds. He just lied on his back. I mean, I've thought about that a lot. And the only thing that I could possibly think of as to why Burns wanted to do that is he's thinking, I have him stunned. He, when, when, when a fighter like Usman, when he gets hurt, a world-class wrestler, he wants to go to the ground. It's simple as that. He wants to go to the ground, recover but you're just letting him stand there flailing your legs. So I think what Gilbert was thinking was he's disoriented. He's just going to not think straight and jump into my guard, but credit to Usman. He didn't do that. And 
I just don't understand why Burns did that. Why he was so willing to just sit on the ground while he had Usman hurt. I mean, part of me wonders if he actually wanted Usman to come on the ground with him, um, with that jiu-jitsu background and, and, and how we know how good he is. But I think, I mean, he got on the ground because he slipped, right? He, he, he was, Usman was stunned and he was, he was on the attack. And then I think he, he took a wrong step or something and fell down and, and landed on his ass. And he was welcoming it. But he, as you mentioned, that was a full 90 seconds for Usman to just like completely regain his senses. Well, I think he for sure wanted Usman to join him on the ground. That's, that was exactly what he wanted, but it just was never going to happen. Usman wasn't going to, he just wasn't going to do that. But I mean, to your point about saying round one, when Gilbert looked great, the first minute of that fight, I was like, oh my God. Burns is going to win this fight. I mean, he yeah. just came out. He looked so good until he went to the ground. He looked so good. He looked like a lightweight. He looked so fast. He honestly looked like Usman didn't belong. Everything was landing. And then he stunned him and everything went to shit. It was, uh, it was crazy. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was what was so stunning to me is when they were showing the round one stats, the significant strikes at the end of round one were 42 to 22 for Usman. I was like, what? Mm. I think it just shows you like how Usman recovered in the fight. I mean, it would be interested. I gave Burns round one. I thought decisively, but then from that point on, it was just the jab was electric. Like it is absurd how effective and how powerful his jab is. Um, I believe with like a minute and a half roughly in round two was when Usman connected with a huge shot that rocked him, mm -hmm. um, that rocked Burns. And then it was just kind of a matter of time in round three. Uh, Jab put him on his ass. I thought Herb should have ended it. Like, so he, Usman hit him. With I, the, I did not have a problem. Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible one, but Usman hit him with the jab that put him on his ass in the third. And then he, he came, he fully, unloaded one the first one while um burns is on the ground i'm like all right herb you can end it there like it was over um mm -hmm. i will say after round one when he was leaving his corner trevor whitman longtime coach of justin gaethje goes you're a champion because of your jab and i was like okay buddy <laughs> i was like sure he is and then he ended up being 100 right yeah i mean the jab i mean just knocking knocking a guy like burns down with a jab is ridiculous it's it's absolutely ridiculous it's something that i didn't think usman had and it just makes him frightening like how's anyone going to beat him if he can do that it's just also like i just keep on going back to we didn't even use his wrestling and it, it raises we'll talk about later but like who can beat him right now and his standing and and welterweights all time I think I texted my friends before the fight because one of my friends was asking who to bet on. And he, I don't know why he was asking me because he had already bet on Burns. I said, mm -hmm. you're an idiot. Um, but it's this idea that Usman, and I think he kind of came around this way, but I said going to underrated dominance. Yeah. In terms of, I feel like more people should talk about how dominant it is. Like you hear about Khabib. Um, you kind of look at it with Izzy. Um with the middleweights so just like no one can touch him right now and honestly usman kind of the same way uh he's just so and i think whitman who with, with um the boxing background has just only further elevated his game mm -hmm. he's just as you said he's just ridiculously good and doesn't really seem to have holes in his game and as shown by his face, he clearly has a chin too 
Um, yeah. Took the punches, and I mean, I think Burns helped him a little, as you said, by just essentially just laying on his back. But honestly, that it was a good main event, though. It, it definitely was an enjoy a good. It was not the snooze fest that I was maybe worried that it was going to be. Mm. Um, I was in the same position as you. A bunch of people, they know I'm a UFC guy. They reach out to me. Who, who should I bet on this fight? And I feel like a lot, a lot of people were taking Burns, and I think. The reason why this fight was so interesting to me is because, like, Usman always has his wrestling. We saw him against Masvidal, just completely out-wrestled him for 25 minutes, pretty much. Yeah, same with the Woodley fight, too. He did the same thing, just wrestled him. The thing with Burns is if you're on the ground with Burns for 25 minutes, he's going to submit you. I mean, he's a world champion jujitsu black belt. I mean, that was what was so interesting about the fight to me. It was like Usman's going to have to beat him on the feet, and... I didn't think it was a plus. He was a minus 280 favorite. Like, if they boxed, I don't think he'd be a minus 280 favorite. But, I mean, credit to him. He clearly was and didn't use his wrestling at all. And if you're a, if you're a 170-pound UFC fighter watching that fight, I think you're like, can I cut to 155? <laughs> Should I move up to 185? I mean, well, yeah. there's just no future in this, this division. It's gonna He's going to be the champion forever. It just is... Um... <laughs> it just like it makes you kind of so because back to like what people were saying like when you said people were reaching out, my thing was like, like Usman by decision Usman by decision Usman by decision but I think what's interesting to me is Usman seems like this guy like as a casual fan like looking at a casual point of view from like an enjoyability and like watchability ranking Usman can give you snooze fests, kind of like his Woodley and Masvidal championship fights when it was really just kind of not even like a Kapi best ground and pound where he just takes you down, holds you there and controls you. And then he also has bangers like the Colby fight. And he could also has just this absurd knockout power with this jab and throwing heavy hands like he showed in the Burns fight. So it's interesting from a casual perspective, Usman is all over the map in terms of what are you going to get in this main event? Because he like, can win. electric he can win so or boring. He can win in so many different ways. I think that's what makes him, him special. But to the point of him being boring, I mean, I would say this Burns fight, I mean, no way you're calling that a boring fight. That was huh. not a boring fight. The Masvidal one, yeah, it was boring. And he gets a lot of heat for, like, the foot stomps and stuff. But let Kamaru Usman stomp on your foot and see if that hurts you. It, that, those, those, those hurt. But I understand. Yeah. Like, He's the never casual- going to pay-per-views. He's never going to be the biggest draw in the UFC. But I think, I honestly think when he retires from the UFC, people are going to look up and be like, his resume, he's the GOAT. I, that, I honestly am that high on him. I think when he's retired from the UFC, you're just going to look up and be like, he holds every record. He's done everything. He never loses. I mean, think about it. His next fight is going to be Masvidal, which we will get to. We both disagree with that. He's not losing that. I don't care what anyone says. He's not losing that. Breaks GSP's record. What's that? 14 in a row in the UFC. He's going to catch Silva's 16 win streak. I mean, what more does he have to do? I understand he's, he's, his press conferences suck. He's boring. Out, out of the octagon. But inside the octagon, he's as legit as it gets. And I think he at the end of his career, he's going to have a case. 100%. Goat's a little bit much for me right now. I think. All right. All right. But, but hear me out. Khabib is getting goat talk. They've pretty much had identical careers in the UFC, the two of them. Yeah, here's my issue with Khabib is I'll watch Usman, though, and 
like every Khabib fight, it just looks like like this dude is just so much better, while mm. like than anyone else, and he just dominates you. While Khabib uh, Usman has dominating performances, um, like the Colby, like Khabib's fights have never been close. Colby and Usman were were knotted up going to the fifth. Obviously, Usman knocked him up. But, like that was a close ass fight. Colby clearly showed that he at least is in the same league as Usman. Woodland and that, Osvaldo like fights. He didn't. He didn't. Dom, he didn't dominate them. He just controlled them. I think that's. And he most, dominated that's Woodley. Like, I'm, I'm exactly. The most impressive part of uh, Usman's like career is his his closest fight is a fight where he broke the dude's jaw and knocked him out. I mean, the guy. The guy is. Oh insane. no, I'm not blaming you, but like you can't compare him to Khabib. I I agree, but like from a resume, if you just picked up two pieces of paper and both their resumes are on it, it's yeah, but that's that's very what, similar. But that's just looking at paper and, and, and words and not actually analyzing the fights. And you know there would be a difference. Um, I do agree. I do, I do agree. He's one of the he's so he's top. I'm taking out Khabib for my pound for pound. My current pound for pound, he's third. I say Izzy's number one and Jones is number two. Because I mean okay. John Jones is that good, but no. But then you mentioned it post fight. Calls out Masvidal. Wasn't really expecting that. I didn't really know who he was going to call out because, again, there's no option. I was not expecting a Masvidal call out, though. I think it's smart financially. I think a lot of the article is true. Is Masvidal really has kind of lost the luster that he had 2019, 2020. Like, he was one of the hottest stars in the sport, and it's really cooled off since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to give him the rematch because I guess there's talk. As you said, though, and I agree with you, and then I want to hear your thoughts. That fight will go the exact same way, I think. Mm. I think Usman dominates him on the ground. You mentioned Masvidal's star fading out. I think it was, I think it's incredibly obvious why. I mean, he sells 1.3 million buys to fight Usman. He's talking a big game, and I'm sure a lot of the people who are just the mega casuals who watched him fight Diaz, saw the Askren knockout, they're like, "This guy's incredible. He's amazing." They buy the pay per view. They've probably never heard of Kamaru Usman. And Usman just dominates him for 25 minutes in a fight that if you're a mega casual and you watch the Diaz fight is nothing like what you expected it to be. And all of a sudden you're like, eh, I'm not, I don't love this guy. Like what's, I mean, the guy just got destroyed for 25 minutes and I wasted 70 bucks. So I think that's kind of why Masvidal's star kind of faded out a little bit in my opinion. But yeah. as far as the no. Usman thing goes, I think it was a no brainer for him. I think no he had I think he had like speaking of Masvidal, I think he had like a just like an absurd rise with one of, if not the greatest knockout ever, a sick knockout of Darren Till, and then he rode the this like the baddest motherfucker. Like he just had like the perfect storm, mm-hmm. but now you lose the title. I just feel as though there's only so many Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz's in the UFC of prolonged stardom, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Masvidal truly had the base to like keep it up, if that makes sense. And yeah. I think what's interesting to me is I think a more way to get his star kind of back on the rise is a, is a Colby fight rather than a, another Usman, which is kind of interesting to me. I don't know. If I, think, that. I think I there's... think the Colby fight buildup would be very fun, but I think it would be the same. I think Colby would destroy him. I think Usman is incredible on his feet. He's an incredible striker. Not, not Usman, Masvidal, sorry. He's an incredible striker. But Underrated I think he's wrestling. Dominate him on the ground. He just, I just don't, I don't see it with him. I think he, he, I think he 
He should fight Leon. I think that would be a great fight for him. Masvidal has an underrated ground game for sure, but compared to Usman and um, Colby, I do think it pales in comparison. It just is interesting to me because I don't, I don't know if we'll see a Masvidal-esque figure for a while in terms of he was generally probably the third, second or third biggest star in the sport at his peak. And then it just, it, you, you just like haven't heard his name. Like no one's asking for him to fight. Like with Connor and even Nate, people are asking when you're fighting next and who the options are all the time. Mm. And Masvidal just kind of seems kind of not, he'll never be the journeyman again to always have a name. But it's definitely it is a tier below. Like people like Izzy are bigger stars than him. Um, I mean, let's not let's not sell him short. I mean, if if he does beat Usman, he's he's right back to where he right back was. there. But I don't think he's beating him again. Again, but as you mentioned, no bringing it full circle, good call out by Usman for like financial reasons. I think that is still like I don't. Colby Usman too. I think it it won't ever sell like Maz. It's interesting though because. Usman Masvidal too is also the one week notice. Masvidal riding that peak, first fight island um, pay per view. Like there was still kind of in the midst of COVID, no sports were back. I think there were some ulterior reasons to that getting so much. I don't think it sells as nearly as well. I don't think it's possible, but I, I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the second one doesn't crack a million. And you can't forget. I mean, Holly Volkanovski was on that card. Jan Aldo. That was a stacked card. Yeah. But I mean, to your point, I think it's a it's a good call out for Usman. A, he's gonna make a ton of money. B, he's going to win. But I think I think it does it did really really bother him that he didn't finish Masvidal. I think yeah. he hates Masvidal and he I, wants I think, to finish him. I think, yeah, you're right. I think someone articles. I forget. I think the Athletic said it perfectly. He doesn't want an asterisk next to any fight. So he wants mm-hmm. this narrative of, oh, if you gave Masvidal more than a week, he would have been better. Like, he doesn't want that. I think when fighters take fights on short notice, I think it's like no one talks about enough. Like, again, like, you don't want to shit on them, but like the casual perspective. It's also so hard for the guy who, who's been training. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's just mm-hmm. as hard for, like, let's say in this case, the champion than it is for the guy who's like, yeah, I'll take it on a week notice. You're, you're preparing for a totally new guy. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, yes, I think there's a bit, you're in better shape and you're more ready, but your whole strategy should change on a dime. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still like, so he calls out Masvidal. Masvidal's reps are pushing for them to be the ultimate fighter coaches. I could see Dana doing that because that is presumably the best like money fight. But if you're Dana White, what are you doing with Usman? Like, let's say you had full control, the money aside, like, what is the fight to make for him? My answer is Colby Leon winner. That, that's, that, that's what I would do. I would, I would book Colby Leon and then winner fights Usman over the summer. 100% agree. That's, I couldn't agree more with that. I think it's almost like a no-brainer. I mean... But Masvidal, money talks. I mean, I don't really know what you would do with Masvidal. Um, honestly, yeah. the fight on Stephen Thompson is, I think, still very underrated and ridiculously good. So, like, I think he's deserving of a big name as well for a title shot on the line. But, Col- I, I mean, if you book Colby Leon in the next couple of months and then give Masvidal two, and it's kind of knowing that that's how it all works out, I'm fine with 
You know what mm. I mean? Like if you say Masvidal, Usman two in May or June and Colby Leon in say like April. And then it's kind of known that the winners of each, presumably Usman versus the winner Leon Colby fights October, November. I'm all for that. I mean, I know Leon wants to fight ASAP, but I wouldn't be mad if, like, let's say June, you have Usman Masvidal too, and the co-main event is Covington Leon. I think that would be a banger of a card. Yeah, I think that would make a ton of sense just for the UFC. Um, maybe throw Hazmat on there against like Wonder Boy. I think that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, it's uh, Usman. I think we can talk about Usman Masvidal. I think are we in agreement? There's no way Masvidal wins that fight. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think I think Usman is a heavy favorite. Unless he gets like a fluke knockout again. I don't I don't see an avenue for a, a Masvidal win. I will say this. Since I've basically been coming off as a huge Usman guy, I should say he's after the fight, he just kept saying like how disrespected he felt like he was being like put some respect on my name like yeah. who exactly is disrespecting yeah jo- is I like how burns jo- like I just joe corrected him joe Rogan was there like i don't know who's dis- disrespecting you man N- not a single person was like i mean no no i've never heard i mean the only thing i'll Are give him is poor? The only thing I'll give Usman is people were calling him boring. Maybe could that be what he was referring to? You know what I mean? I mean getting, yeah. getting, getting called boring, like that's very much a. Uh, it could be, but no, I agree. He w- was. That's what people mean, though. Like he's not good. Like I, Usman isn't a great like talker. Like he doesn't bring anything to that like area of the game. Um. Yeah, I, w- I want to hear what. So you were on agreement. Colby Leon want to see. Do you think Colby Usman who goes any differently? I think we lost you. And I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you have made you have made your turn. I asked you. Do you think Us- um, Usman Colby two goes any differently? No, I think it'll be another stand-up fight that I think Usman will win. I think his boxing has improved a ton. You hit on it with Whitman. I think his boxing has improved a ton. I've 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 made it abundantly clear. I don't think anyone beats him anytime soon. Yeah. Unless his like knees give out. I think no one touches him. Unless his knees go out. <laughs> it's such like a specific He's had knee problems. He's had knee problems. He's, yeah, I mean he busted his nose up. I mean I'm sure people would have said maybe um, Kazmat, but if we want to touch on before we go, just kind of sticking with an all welterweight like uh, focus show, Kazmat has to pull out again. COVID's a scary thing, man. Like it is fucking up his lungs and everything. So it sucks because I really want to see him fight again. Um, but you were saying how just how scary it is that he's one of the Kazmat is probably one of the best athletes in like in the world. Like relative yeah. to like the eight billion people in the world right now, he is in the top point oh 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 one percent of athletes, and he's just down for the count, and it's a scary thing. Also, feel for Leon Edwards though; that man's career has been ground to a halt by COVID. 
I know. I mean, no fighter in the UFC has gotten screwed by COVID more than Leon Edwards. And I just feel like just the narrative he's going to like, I don't think Leon, like I could totally see Leon just never getting a title shot and it would be because of COVID. Because presumably, let's say COVID never happens, he easily beats Tyron Woodley back in London in early March 2020 and presumably gets that title shot instead of Gilbert Burns. 100%. So that stinks for him, but there's not much to say about Kazmat. I mean, just very disappointed that fight won't happen. I wish him well and hope that um, he can get healthy. But welterweight's an interesting. It's also interesting. One last thing on welterweight, which we don't usually talk about. I, Benil Dardyush brought it up last week, and he essentially said that he's and he's obviously um, lightweight, but he was just essentially saying this idea of these guys who are really good, but no one ahead of them ever wants to fight them because they're not a draw and it won't help the higher rank fighter advance. So they're stuck just constantly fighting guys lower than them and it doesn't do anything to advance their career. And we saw that again this, uh, this weekend with uh, Bilal Muhammad, a guy who looks really good, but he's just stuck with no one ahead of him wants to fight him. And I feel like welterweight, especially the top like eight guys just stay fighting each other. Like that's always the matchup and it seems so hard to break in. But I just want to give a shout yeah, out to Bilal yeah. Muhammad because he looked really good except for how his pants kept falling down. I don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how you can go to the octagon, you train, you have your shorts beforehand, and then they keep slipping down and you have to keep pulling them up. Like, what if you get knocked out because you drop your hands really quick to have to pull up your shorts? I'm sure that's happened. I just don't understand. That's, this is me venting. I don't understand how that happens. Like, how do you have a wardrobe malfunction like that? It's not even bad, but like, how, does they, how do they slip a little? Crazy to me. Yeah, I'm, I mean... I don't know if you caught it in his uh, post-fight interview. He was saying, like, you know, you got to he, – he was saying, like, you got to make yourself a draw. That's why I'm all over Twitter engaging with people. Yeah. And I, I, I love that from him. I mean, hard not to like Bilal Muhammad. But as you said, there are definitely guys in UFC, like wrestling-type guys, who just nobody wants to fight. And I think uh, a good example of one of those guys is um, Mirab Davishvili. I mean, who wants to fight that guy? Yeah, but I feel like there's some fighters who I feel like the UFC carefully is trying to give bigger and bigger fights to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they, they are actively moving them up. But, I mean, Benil Dariush is a great example, I think, in the lightweight division. That dude is a beast and can, just keeps on disposing of lower competition, and it's doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, he need, he deserves a top-ten guy, and same with Bilal Muhammad. Um, those guys deserve to get fight, but it always seems like there's this pattern of like the current top 10 just only fight each other. Like there's just kind of this cycle and then it just seems very hard to bring in. So I feel for those guys, but I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, We'll have another show for USA 259. One of the most unreal loaded cards we've had in, in a long time. I mean, I mean, UFC 251 first fight of fight Island was up there. And then the, uh, um, Tony Gaethje, like there's been, but this is this card is this, a this, this card. Dominic Cruz and Joe Benavidez are on the prelims, so that's just freaking absurd. Um, until then, we'll have a couple of fight nights in between, so I guess maybe there's could be some stuff to recap there, but we'll hopefully see you guys roughly the week before UFC 259. So that's going to do it for myself, my co host. Um, we'll see you guys then.